Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. I am joined as usual by Sarge, and we are here to break down another NBA slate from every angle. We got 13 games today, a massive, massive slate. Uh, Sarge just landed a job just what yesterday, two days ago. So, um, probably last week and a half of, of Sarge and I consistently running duos, which is sad, but stoked for him. Hopefully, we could still get a couple days uh, when he doesn't work, but we are going to make the most of this week and a half that we have left. Uh, short slate yesterday, I couldn't run it either way. Um, I wanted to, but uh, couldn't. But again, only two games, had Warriors minus 15. I was just talking to Sarge. Um, for those of you that had it, it was a little bit stressful. Uh, I wasn't able to even watch, so I just looked at the final score and we cashed. Um, but I would say it was probably still the right side. You know, you can never really control what the what the bench mob does at the end of the game, but uh, just just enough to get there to cover minus fifteen. Funny enough, I might like a big another big spread again today, but those are are never really fun. Um, brings the record to ninety eight and eighty six, I believe. Um, so we're feeling good. We're locked in, looking to keep it rolling today. We'll hit you with the props. We'll hit you with the spreads. Uh, but again, on a 13-game slate, it's important not to overextend yourself. Make sure you're playing what you love and not just forcing it because it's a 13-game slate. Haven't locked anything in yet, but a couple of ways that I'm leaning and hopefully talking through this with Sarge helps us out. Sarge, how you doing today, bro? <clears throat> good. I don't like how the NBA scheduled the games this week. Super. Yeah odd way to schedule a game we had you know on monday there was i don't know 12 games yesterday there was two today there's 13 tomorrow there's three friday there's another 10 and then on saturday there's three it's like and then sunday there's another 13 it's 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 odd that they didn't spread them out this week and we didn't get like some eight seven game slates back yeah Um, i'd rather just get 70 games every day you know me too that'd be the best way to schedule but i feel like yeah I, I get it. I'm okay. They wanted to stack it up. And then from there, you can't give a ton of teams back to back. So I get it. And we are luckily on, on one of those good days where we have plenty of, of stuff to choose from. So uh, let's do it. Let's get into the first game of the day. For me, on my book, I got the Nets and the Wizards of the first game of the day. Nets coming in as one point dogs in D.C. today. I don't know about you, bro. I like the Nets today. Um You saw last game, I watched a lot of that game, even though I had no money involved, no fantasy players. um, And the Nets could have won that game, right? Like that game went down to the absolute wire. The Cavs hit the the shots. The Nets didn't at the end. Um, And you credit the Cavs. Like that wasn't just a random thing. The Cavs were playing great defense. um, And Darius Garland closed it down towards the stretch. But, I mean, if you replay that from that moment on, the Nets definitely win a couple of those. So I, I think that minus three spread was right on line. Uh, even though the, I think the Cavs ended up winning by like six or something, but you know, Nets got shut out the last final minute of the game. And that's really what it came down to. You go now back into DC, you're getting them two points less than they were in Cleveland. I think the Cavs are much, much more than two points better than the Wizards. When I say much, I don't mean like eight, but like, I think the Cavs are at least four or five points better than the Wizards on, on a neutral court. So just by that alone, I think there's some value here today. And you look around, one thing I, I think, I love about Steve Nash, and at least in a betting standpoint, is you know Kyrie Irving and James Harden are going to be out there for 38 to 40 minutes. You know, if it's a 
game that is still in the balance. Um, and that just gives me a lot of comfort that we know, you know, the two best players on the floor are going to be out there. You know, w- one of them will always be out there. Um, and both of those will be guys will be out there for 85, you know, 80% of the game. So, um, and then you look around, I know there's some sketchiness around them. Kessler Edwards is going to play a lot of minutes. Um, um, so I forget where we're, sorry, it froze a little bit guys, but we're back. Um, all, all I'm here to say is you got the two best players playing the majority of the minutes. Yes. There's going to be Kessler Edwards minutes. Yes. There's going to be Dayron Sharp minutes. Uh, but I love Patty Mills. He's another sniper that opens the floor for these guys. Um, you have LaMarcus Aldridge back who, you know, is not in the best of rhythm right now, but it's, it's helpful to have him back. Um, and then you have guys like Bembry who mix in there, know their roles. It really just gives free license for James Harden and Kyrie Irving to, you know, they're involved in every action offensively and it comes down to, can they get the right amount of stops? The Wizards, they get, you know, they, they show up at times, right? Like, like last game, they show up beat the 76ers at home pretty handedly um, and may, cool. Maybe they ride that wave and get this one today, but I, I do think the majority of the time the Nets off of a loss here um, are, are a, you know, in my eyes, three ish, four ish point better team today. Um, I, I know we're still trying to figure out Kyrie. I, I just think this Nets team is better. Um, and if they play like they did in Cleveland, I do think they pull out a win today. So I'll take them plus one today, plus one and a half. Um, how do you feel about this first one of the day? Yeah, I like Brooklyn. Definitely. If I had to lean aside, I don't know if I would make it an actual play yet for me. It's the Brooklyn team for me is, is really tough to try to figure out. And especially from a betting standpoint, like if you look at like some of their past games, I know some of these games they had KD, but they wax the bulls. Then they lose to the nets by 20. They beat the Pels by 15. They lose to the Cavs by seven. You know, they, they beat the Spurs barely. They lose to the Bucks. They're just – they're very up and down. Whenever I, I watch them or, or, like, I go look at a box score and see what happened during their games, I just feel like I, I can't get a good read where I'm like, okay, I know Brooklyn's going to show up in this game. I know they're going to do this in this game. It's just a, a, a brutal team to try to cap. Um, but that being said, I, I think they win this game the majority of the time. I, I don't know what that would be. I would say it's anywhere between, like, 55 to – 60% of the time, somewhere in that range. Yeah. I just don't feel confident confident enough to lock it in just yet for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I definitely like one a lot better than I like one and a half because I think this game is going to be really close and come down to a final shot. Well, it's plus um, one. It's plus one. Or plus one. Excuse me. That's what I meant. Um, wait, no, I'm getting minus one. I'm getting Brooklyn minus one. I got Brooklyn plus one. Wow, that's insane. Why are we been so – I feel like this happened yesterday too. I'm literally seeing Brooklyn minus one on DraftKings Sportsbook right here. Yeah, that's interesting. The consensus throw right now is is Nets plus one. I'm on, I'm on the Action Network app, and it just gives you like the line that is most common among all sportsbooks, and it's Brooklyn plus one. Uh, well, then that changes everything for me. It really does. I mean, if you get yeah. Brooklyn plus well, I- one – then I love that. I, I think Brooklyn, like I said, wins this game the majority of the time. And if you're getting them plus a point, uh, I just think it's the line's off of it. I think Brooklyn, this should be a pick them or Brooklyn should be favored half a point. Yeah, I'm looking at a lot of like, quote, experts on action 
like the Wizards today. I don't know that it makes me like the Nets more if I'm missing something or if there's some sort of rest advantage thing that, that we're missing. I'm pulling but, up Bovada real quick to see what the line is there as well. I'm sure it's, it's, you know, Nets plus one. Yeah, I would assume so too. It is Nets plus one. Dude, DraftKings, I'm going to not look at DraftKings Sportsbook lines for today because yesterday they were a bit wacky as well off of yours. So I'm going to go off Bovada today. Yeah. For, so for me right now, I, I'm reading an article on Action Network where someone's uh, where someone's betting Wizards uh, minus one. Um, and their main reason is over the past two weeks, the Nets are 25th in defensive rating. Uh, they're also one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. Okay, I don't uh, care about rebounding. But it's like, yeah, am I really going to bet this because of a rebounding rate? Like, the defensive rating is concerning for sure. But, you know, this Wizards team isn't an amazing offense. And, and the other reason is, oh, they're healthy for the first time and have Rui and Thomas Bryant back. And it's like, okay, first off, I'm watching Rui right now. Rui is not Rui. He's definitely still working his way back. And Thomas Bryant borderline plays 15 minutes right now. So it's like. You know, may I thought I was maybe missing something. I don't think we really are. Um, I like the Nets plus one here today for sure. Yep, I'm on the same boat. And even if we can get, you know, I, maybe get one and a half, uh, I, I think that's definitely worth a look. I'm not gonna lock it in live on air, but it's definitely something I'll be considering through throughout the day. One of those things where you know you could see I'm posting at 12:30. You know, Nets plus one. But for now, again, 13 games. I want to process it all and then figure it out. Um, all right, next game, we got the Sixers and the Magic. I personally don't have a ton of interest in this game. <clears throat> Again, don't really enjoy big spreads. It's not fun for me. Um, not that this is about having fun. Right? It's about making money. But um, <clears throat> we do have two games now uh, of which these two teams have played. Philly went into Orlando early in November, um, and it was a close game for most of it, and then j- just closed it out in the fourth, outscored them by 10, one by 10. Um, and then they played in Philly. Uh, very, very late November, and uh, Sixers won by five in a really close game. I know the Magic are struggling. Philly's off a off of a loss, um, so they should be locked in here today. But a 12-point spread is very, very big, and you could see this Philly team up 20. This, this Magic team is a team that has fun, young, um, like, garbage time players. So if it's garbage time, you're going to see Suggs. You're going to see RJ Hampton, you know, like – guys who can actually score and play. Um, and you can see them cut that to under 12 just in garbage time. I do um, I do like Embiid over 20 and a half points um, today. I know that might seem like, you know, maybe a, a, a square play. It's like, okay, Joel Embiid. But he's absolutely dominating right now. Uh, even in their game, last game where they lost by 19, he still put up 32 he scored 32, 32, 25, 31, 31, 31, 31, 31, 34, 36 in his last 11 games. So that's gone over in 10 out of the last 11. You're getting it at 28 and a half at home in a spot where they just lost. And, and look, no one can guard you well, but, you know, the Magic aren't really the best equipped to, to guard him. You know, they're in the bottom half of, of teams equipped to guard Joel Embiid. So I, I like that prop again, not locking it in. Do you have anything on the spread? Um, I would lean Philly here if I had to play it uh, just because I think them coming off a loss back at home 
Um, I just think the more likely scenario is, is Philly covers here, but I'm in the, I'm with you. I, I don't think you play this game. I think you're just forcing something on a, on a, you know, on a 12 game, 13 game slate uh, with, with betting this one. And yeah, I, I just think you stay away 12 points. That line seems pretty spot on to me, but um, if it were be, if there is a case where I had to bet this game, I would go with Philly, but I am not forcing anything in this one right now. I just think uh, the line's on and you got a really good team and a really bad team with a 12 point spread. I think it's fair. Yep. I'm with you next game. Hornets and Celtics. Very interesting game because this opened up at four and a half, not on my book, but in the world, four and a half. Uh, I woke up, took a pee at like six. It was three and a half. It's now down to two and a half. I thought there was some value here on the Hornets, definitely at four and a half, but I never got that. I considered three and a half, but I wasn't going to lock it in half asleep at 6 a.m. Uh, now at two and a half, it's definitely gone. I might even lean Celtics. I think you can make the argument as a pick Um Hornets are, are a good basketball team. Celtics are a good basketball team when they play well, and they have been lately. Um, I don't know. This one's tough, though. This is two really inconsistent teams playing each other. I think this is one of those games, Sarge, where it's like it's very, very close with five minutes left, and it's like the Cavs, and that's all right. Like, who makes some big shots? Um, I think – I honestly think if I play this, I go – the home court advantage is huge. I think these two teams are super similar. Um, so I think maybe I go south. But, again, the fact that I can't even decide who I'm leaning, I, I'm not playing this. I think Hornets and Mize are the better team. Uh, maybe that, that's by a half a point. Maybe it's by a full point. Um, just from what I've watched in the past two weeks, they're like their defense isn't the best in the world. And I think a lot of that has to do with Mason Plumlee. And he's not, you know, able to protect the rim as well as he should. Uh, and that's where they run into problems in games. But their offense is so good. Um, and they're great in transition. Boston gets a lot of like they get very stagnant on offense. I I just I lean Charlotte here slightly. I think there is still a little bit of value if you can get it at three. Two and a half is a stay away for me for sure. Um, but even at three, you, like you said, Boston's at home. They're gonna be. Boston needs to win some games here coming into the All Star break because yeah. once it comes down to it, the East six through about eleven is gonna be very very tight for those last play and playoff spots so every game is important yeah. here even though we're still 40 games in um especially this one uh against charlotte where tiebreakers are huge and, and charlotte and boston are going to be right there up with each other so i think boston competes here i think this game ends up coming down to within three points um so it's a bit risky to try to you know find uh, some value here but i do think if there is a little it still is on charlotte at three two and a half no value for me i think that's actually a very very sharp line at two and a half yep um with you got some props there that i like but we'll just save those for the end um next game blazers and heat not super interested in this one either kyle lowry still out tyler hero still out i don't know though maybe maybe we can talk ourselves into this one but uh nine here for the heat today i think if i did lean aside it'd be shockingly i know you're not gonna like this the blazers um watch them last two games uh in D.C. and in Orlando, and I know you can make the argument D.C.'s ass. They didn't have Beal, uh, and the, the, the Magic are certainly ass right now. But uh, I, I think you have a stud in Anthony Simons. I think you have a, you know, a pretty damn good player in C.J. McCollum. Covington's there. Um, 
<clears throat> Norman Powell's still going to be out. Yusuf Nurkic, you know, is going to foul out at some point. But while he's in, he'll be effective. Um, I don't know. I think I'd rather take the nine extra points here with no hero and Lowry. It, you know, Miami's not necessarily a team to overlook teams. But, you know, when you have this game, you know, you're coming off a game against the Raps that, you know, is important. Playoff seeding, all that. And then you come in, get a Trailblazers team that sucks. And then you have, like, let me see who they play next. And that's sandwiched in between, you know, Atlanta, the Lakers, the Knicks, which are, again, more important, better teams. I think it's easy to overlook a game like this. Um, and so I, I do like them getting nine. It's scary because, again, we know that this Blazers team at any point can suck absolutely dick. And, and that's the thing. You'll know pretty pretty quick into this what version of the Blazers show up today. Um, but it is hard to bet against a Miami team that comes in. They're, they're one of the best teams that coming locked in. You know, they've missed so many games from Butler, Bam, Kyle, and here they are sitting third or, or maybe even second in the East right now. Um, we talked about it. You know, a lot of guys deserve coach of the year uh, talks, conversation. I think Spo should be in there, too, um, because of, you know, how injury riddled they've been and, and how well they've handled that. All that to be said, I, I do think I lean the Blazers here, but I don't think I'm playing this. Like two weeks ago, I remember I made the prediction that the Blazers would lose 30 games before they won 20. Yeah. It's looking a little scary now. The Blazers have kind of been rolling. They beat the Kings at home. They beat yeah. the Nets at home. They got molly whopped by the, the Nuggets, but then they beat the Trailblazers or they beat the Wizards on the road and they beat the Magic on the road. So, you know, a bit of a new life. They got Trailblazers team. Yeah, good, CJ um, comes back. Anthony's balling. Yeah. So at first look, I, I liked Miami minus nine a lot more than I liked Portland plus nine. Um, but with this new life and, you know, Portland. It's tough to take that that small of a sample size, five, six games, and really say that they're turning a corner. But um, at this point, I, I would rather not bet against them. Uh, and just, especially on a 13-game take, there's no reason to try to try to bet um, against the Blazers here today. There's there's better lines. Um, I'm even seeing 10 on DraftKings, so it's even – It was like 10, and then Hero got ruled out. Okay, so that line probably just hasn't adjusted yet. It uh, it's nine point. on Bovada. But yeah, it was I'm 10 just, on mine too. And then the hero news. Yeah. Well, I, I learned my, I, I leaned Miami uh, earlier just at first glance, but now that I'm looking into it a bit, it's probably a stay away from me. Um, but yeah, I, I do not believe in this Portland team still, I know. Uh, but I'm scared. It's hard to believe in them, but like, you know, I, I've watched actually weirdly. I think it's just because I've had someone involved or fantasy players on the other side. I've watched a, a good bit of their recent games and they're not terrible right they're they're not good by any means but they're they're not terrible right now they're playing together um i like them getting the points today next game this is a game that i for sure sarge want to stay away from t wolves one and a half point dogs on a back-to-back -back in atlanta you know we both went to the atlanta well a couple times and then we both are off and then they go win it adam okay to against one of the best teams in the league in the Milwaukee Bucks, man. It's, it's of course, exactly. That's just the betting game that we play. Um, I'm just, I'm just staying off the Hawks till they somewhat normalize. Like they're just all over the place. And even in that Bucks game, they had plenty of stretches where they just looked really bad. Like offensively couldn't get good looks defensively. They were okay. But offensively, it's like, you would think 
with Trey Young, it'd be easy look after easy look. It's some not really right now. And and you can tell he's almost like he's almost like saying, Okay, I get it. Like I don't want to dribble it too much and take these guys out of rhythm. And he's almost just overdoing it now, where it's like, okay, Kevin Herter shouldn't be isolating on a good defender. Yeah, I love Kevin Herter, you know, for 14 seconds of the shot clock. And it's just Clint Capella, I know Onyeka fills in well, but Clint Capella still is a much better defender overall where with where his mind is at. I, I just – I have no read on this Hawks team and, and what version ever shows up. T-Wolves are good, um, but they're not this no-doubter, like, bet-with-confidence team on any given day. And I think – I know the Knicks went into Atlanta and beat them pretty handedly, but I think the Knicks and the Hawks – overall talent-wise and basketball team-wise are pretty similar teams right now. Uh, and the T-Wolves just won by two in New York. So factor in it's a back-to-back. It makes it really tough to read a game like this. Uh, I- I'm going to stay off of it. That's an insane line. Like, when I first looked at it, I was like – so just to – I'm looking at the DraftKings line when I first wake up, and I guess they're – not accurate at this point, I, I think we can say. But it's two and a half T-Wolves. Yeah, and it's one and a half now I see on, on Bovada. That's a sharp-ass line, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I just think a lot of people are immediately going to go hit Minnesota because they see one and a half. Minnesota's kind of been playing well. Um, and then you go look on the other side of Atlanta. Sure, they won the last game, but they've looked horrible. Uh, but I think this is trappy. Minnesota is probably around two, one and a half, two points better. Um, back to Minnesota's back. Back to back. I, I just am staying away fully from this game here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that I game ended last night, probably 10 o'clock. They fly in. They probably didn't get into Atlanta until 2-3, you know? And, and I, I think when you look at this, the majority of smart bettors are going to say Minnesota should win by one and a half here. Like, it, it, they're the better team. Atlanta's been put. It's, it's a sharp ass line, bro. It's a trap. I'm, yeah. I'm not betting this. I'm not betting this at all. You, there's nothing. Like, I'm not going to sit on this and maybe, like, like I'm not betting this game. I'm yeah. not betting this game. Um, all right, next game, another really fun, interesting situation. we got the Cavaliers and the Bulls. Cavaliers have proved time and time again they are worth betting. They take care of business against the Nets. Uh, I know it was a really close game, but they got it done at the end. The Bulls, meanwhile, are uh, are reeling a little bit. They've lost four in a row, five out of their last six. Again, a lot of that coincides with Zach Levine going down. Um, but I know, and we'll get to the props. We'll get to AO. But um, Lonzo's still out, right? Caruso's still out. So Caruso is a game time decision tonight, and it says that he's leaning towards playing. So okay, I actually in that case. Look, I'm never going to bet against the Cavs right now unless the spot is just absolutely beautiful. But I do think there's some value here in the Bulls today, and I'll tell you why. That Celtics game to me, um, that kind of just to me proved where the mindset of this team is. Where, And I've listened to them too, where DeMar said it's just different. Like they're, they're a really together group. They all genuinely love each other. The good guys, they're the good guys, the old guys and the young guys all get along. There's no tension there or – or, or anything like that. It's just a group that really vibes together. And so you're getting a team that knows they've lost five out of six. They're at home. They've already lost to the Cavs this year. I think you get a really strong effort from the Bulls today. 
now, despite that, the the Cavs can still cover minus three with a really strong effort from the Bulls today. But I do think I lean the Bulls plus the points here, and I honestly think you could see this get to three, three and a half. Like, you still have DeRozan. You still have Vooch. AO's playing really well. Kobe White's proved he can be a microwave scorer. Uh, Troy Brown's hitting some shots. And then if you get Caruso back, that's really, really big. I doubt he plays 30 minutes, but I wouldn't put it past um, Caruso. So I might be in the minority today. I know the Cavs have been by far the best team against the spread this year. If you bet them blindly every day, you'd be making racks. Uh, but they still have, you know, there's still been 13 games in which they haven't covered. Um and I think today's a sneaky spot. I'm not playing it yet, but it is something I'm going to consider throughout the day uh, here with the Bulls plus three. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I. It's okay if you disagree, bro. I, I don't, don't know what to do. The, I don't know what to do with the Caruso news. Um, that's a hard player to, because I think he's huge for them. Like, but I don't know how many points. He's I would cap it with, him. you know, like he, he's yeah. a massive player for them. Um, and it just means you can run less Alfonso McKinney or all these other guys that they've been playing. That's that have that been Tom, awful. It's Malcolm Hill. It's been awful. It, it, I mean, Alfonso McKinney should be playing under a rock in a different country under the water. He's been that bad. It has been horrible. Like he has been so bad. He can't make a shot. He, like, when he gets the ball, he just, like, throws it out of bounds. It's legitimately – like, he is awful. He's, have you watched any of him? Dude, he's a Warriors legend, bro. I, I, I fully know who Alfonso McKinney – he was he, with he was engaged. He was engaged to uh, – what's her name? <laughs> he was engaged to Drake's chick now, uh, Amari Bailey's mom. And then she dumped no his way. ass for Drake, and now he can't play basketball anymore because of it. No way. <laughs> I did not know he was – he was engaged to Amari Bailey. That's crazy. Or his mom. Yeah. Um, but but I get it. Like, yeah, the, the Bulls are forced right now because of the state of their team to play some guys that shouldn't be playing as many minutes as they do. Um, and it's hard to overcome when you get a, a team like the Cavs that are just so locked in. Um, these are two teams that we just like to bet, you know. But I, I just think when you have a team like the Bulls that's so connected and, and plays really hard, with five losses in their last six, I think you just get a really focused version. And I think this game goes down the wire. I think the thing that ultimately keeps it off, keeps me off of it, is the Bulls could play really well, you know, and, and it could be tied with five minutes left and still not cover. Like 48 yep. minutes is just such a long time. Um, it's just the Cavs are going to have opportunities to go on runs and put it away. I think I stay away, but but I do think I lean the Bulls. Bottom line, I think, is you just don't bet against the Cavs right now. I yeah, I get it, but why bet against them? Uh, they cover the spread every time. Three seems like a lot, but, you know, I think it's pretty 50-50. I think they cover the spread, like, close to 50% of the time. I just – they're so damn good, and it's tough because it's – you always revert back to this is Cleveland, right? Like, they're – they're they're not this good, but they are. They're they're this oh. good, and it's guys. Just, we're ha- we're more than halfway through the through the damn season. But six points? That's a lot, man. That's Especially, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just so hard. It's it, it, hard, it's man. So tough. It's hard. I know it's a 13 game slate, but you know there there have been yesterday. I, there were two games, and I like two. Like today is really really tough. Um, but we'll keep it moving. Next game, another one where I like a team here today. 
And I don't like fading the Grizzlies. They're the second best team against the spread all year long. But, guys, I, I like Milwaukee today for a couple of reasons. One, we might be getting Drew back. Two, two straight losses for the Bucks. Three, the Grizzlies are going to be without Desmond Bain, without Kyle Anderson, still without Dylan Brooks. And I'm pulling it up right now. There's probably one more guy. Maybe there isn't. Um, Kyle Anderson, Bain, Brooks, Tyus Jones, right? Billy and Tilly, too, but, it, you Billy know. Billy, yeah. um, so, to me, this looks like a buck spot. It really does. You know, Bucks are at home where they have a tendency. You saw they just blew the Warriors up by, like, 50 million. Um, again, very, very scary to bet against this Grizzlies team, especially now, you know, you're getting six, right? And, and John Morant's still there. Jaron Jackson's still there. We've talked about it a million times. We're big DeAnthony Melton fans. But Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Kyle Anderson are big parts of this rotation. The Bucks have lost two straight, four out of their last five. They return home. You just had like a kind of like a view into who they can be at home. They beat the Warriors by 20 plus. They were up 40 at half. Like that version, I think, covers this six today. And I don't know really why you wouldn't get that version of the Bucks today. You know, they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six out of their nine games in January. And I know Giannis had COVID for a little bit, but and Drew's been out, but they should be back today. I think Drew's a game time decision. Um, yeah, he's gray, so it's it's probably straight up 50-50, but like I think today is a day where they would like they would you they could definitely use a Drew against Jaw. Um, I know the I know the Grizzlies will battle, they'll fight, but I, I think overall over 48 minutes, Bucks should win this by at least seven, eight in my eyes. But it's not fun to bet against this Grizzlies team because we've seen it. They've missed so many guys at many different points and they just make it work. So I don't know, man. And I think a lot of what you said is kind of factored into the line already at six and a half. Um, if you get it at six, it's going to sound stupid, but I think six is a lot. I like six a lot more than I like six and a half. Oh, for sure. Mine's uh, right now. It's bounced back and forth between six and six and a half all morning. Because you know people are eating up the Grizzlies at six and a half. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate betting against Memphis. Memphis and Cleveland are the two teams that I just hate betting against. They play at the same time today. Imagine if you bet against both of them and then had to watch at the same time. You would be just – you'd be so scared. Yeah. But for me, everything you said makes sense. I think it is factored into the line a little bit. For um, sure. And I'd rather stay away again on this one. I think it's a really sharp line again at six and a half. I really do. I know you think it should be higher. Um, and there are very fair arguments for that. If you get Drew back, it definitely, you know, will go up to probably seven, seven and a half maybe. But for right now, man, I'm not betting against the Grizzlies, especially this many points. I know it's in Milwaukee and they lost two straight and they're probably going to win this game. But just betting against these fighting Grizz, man. I know it's not fun. I'm going to go real quick. Uh, Milwaukee this year, uh, it's tough because they've missed a lot of guys. Milwaukee's eight and 10 against the spread after a loss. They're as a home favorite this year, they are six and 12. Um, but again, a lot of those numbers are, you know, Giannis is missing, 
Chris is missing. So I don't know how much stock I put. And then, you know, the books are always going to respect the books. So the Grizzlies have lost one game in like the last month. It feels like, like, uh, remember that Warriors game? I think it was, uh, when was that? Was that Christmas day? Yeah. So they lost to the Warriors when I was in Belgium. And I even remember Steph and Dre talked about like, dude, we've got to beat this team. You know, like they sent us home in the play in like, they're hot. Like, we've got to beat this team. So, they were taking that game very seriously. They lost that game and then to the Mavs in, like, a third game in four nights, six and nine. Oh, yeah. They got like the other day. Yep. But that was, like, clearly we knew the spot. All the, like, sharp betters who like, like, rest advantages and shit were all over the Mavs that game. Um, so, they were just up against it scheduling-wise. But the, the same – but the, my thing here, too, is just, like, I know they've lost two, but, like, Desmond Bain is huge for this team, you know? Yeah, like, he is. Tyus Jones, I think the casual NBA fan is not going to put a lot of stock into Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones has been really good for them. Uh, Kyle Anderson, really, like, he's not had the as good of a year as he did last year, but still definitely helpful. Um, and then I know they've been playing without Dylan Brooks for a while and had no issues. But I, I just do think that you're going to see – obviously, that starting lineup still cool. Morant, Melton, Zaire, Jaron, Stephen Adams, but then it's, you know, off the bench, it's a little, it's a little bit worse. Xavier Tillman, Conchar is going to play a lot of minutes. Who actually has been really good? That's a sneaky guy who's been really good. Uh, is John Conchar? I, I don't know. I think I think you make a good point though that you know six is not this small number, and that those guys being out definitely are factored into this line. This isn't four and a half you know, or even five, like six, six and a half is you've got to beat a team pretty handedly or get super hot towards the end at the best time. Um, and, and you're betting against what has been the best team in the league. For a Grizzlies have Grizzlies have the best record on the slate today. They're technically the best team. Yeah. I mean, against the spread 30 and 16 this year, they're actually third. Guess who's the second best team against the spread? Warriors. More Warriors are fifth. So Cle- Cleveland's one, right? Cleveland's one. Memphis, Memphis is three. Third. Yeah, might as well guess two and four. I would say oh, it's not Utah. It's not Utah. Is it a, a good team? One of them's one of them's good, one of them's bad. Washington? Nope. I'm trying to guess a random ass team. Minnesota? Think of I a bad team. Guess. The bad team's second. I'm on them all the time. Sacramento? No, 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 no. Sacramento. Detroit? No, 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 no. You're, you're going to be like, oh, when I tell you. When you see it, you're going to be like, oh. I'm on them probably more than any other team, bro. Are they on the slate today? Yes. The Clippers? No, 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 no. Oh, Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah Oklahoma yeah. City 28 okay. and 14 against the spread this year. They've been an absolute cash cow. And we love them today. And we do love them today. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, but Hornets are fourth. Hornets are fourth. Okay. That, that makes that makes fourth. actually a ton of sense. I haven't I I haven't been on the Hornets as much as I should. Uh, I've been oh, on them actually a good amount. That's yeah. been one of the teams where I keep saying that I want to play them, but I never lock lock it. And then but they I always cover. lean it. It's like the yeah. same thing today. I, I, I'm saying it again. Yeah. And I was like that on, on – uh, I got so lucky on MOK Day because 
I leaned the Hornets so hard and I was like, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to be disciplined. And then right before lock, it was like LaMelo available to play. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I go grab the Hornets plus three. LaMelo doesn't play a single minute yeah. <laughs> and then they still covered. So I, I got so lucky there cause I wasn't going to play that. Um, anyways, we still got seven, six, seven games left. This is another game that I'm, I'm staying away from Raptors and Mavs here today. Uh, Raptors plus three. I was on them last game against the Miami Heat at four and a half. Super tough uh, loss. I wouldn't even call it necessarily a bad beat. Uh, it just didn't go my way. They lost by five. Very easily could have covered, but they didn't. It's just how it goes at the end of the game. And that line was razor, razor fucking sharp. And just bet on a game where it was essentially gambling and came on the wrong side of it. But today here, they are plus three on the road at Dallas. It means that they're a pick them. And I think that's just about right. I think these are two really good basketball teams. Uh, Dallas is playing good basketball right now. They're basically healthy. Uh, Toronto's playing good basketball right now. They're basically healthy besides Gary Trent Jr. And I watched that Miami game. You know, Miami had Bam and uh, and Jimmy and Tyler. They had everyone besides Kyle Lowry. They were playing good basketball. It was just a good basketball game on both sides. Um, and so I feel like I have a good read on the Raps and Mavs, and I think they're I don't really think you could separate them. I think you can make some arguments that Mavs are a point better. I think you can make some arguments that Raps are a point better. Um, and so I'd make it a pick them. It's minus three. I don't really have a ton to say, but uh, do you have a side you lean? I would put this game at, at um, Mavs minus three and a half. And I'm seeing it at three and a half on Bovada. I'm seeing it at three and a half on DraftKings. You're seeing that at three. So either way, I think this is a great razor sharp line and that we don't play. Um, Toronto has been one of my favorite teams to watch lately. I obviously got Pascal Siakam in Dynasty, but uh, just in general, like they're fast paced. They play defense. They get the rebound and they go because Pascal Siakam, when he grabs boards, he just pushes. They're just a, a really fun team to watch. Same with Dallas. So the spread's only two and eight, two oh eight and a half, which I was a bit surprised to see. Uh, I was going to ask you about why it was so low. Um, two and a half. Two oh eight and a half is this, is the spread. It's just uh, it's just the Raptors, bro, and, and the Mavs D has picked up lately. Wow, it's two oh seven on Bovada. You go to the Mavs games: one oh four, one oh two against Oklahoma City, one oh eight, ninety two against Orlando, one twelve, eighty five against Memphis, eighty five, one oh eight against New York. Uh, really, the last four games have gone under that number. I think if their defense has just been picking up. And then Toronto plays at a pretty damn slow pace and has a good defense. So yeah, you're right. names for Toronto have all gone under that number as well. You know me, like over-unders just aren't my aren't really my thing unless something really pops out. So I can't really speak on it with much confidence. Uh, but you know, Jesus. Just, I'm so okay there. <laughs> the coffee came back up. At least it didn't come out, but uh yeah. <laughs> I can't be talking about over-unders, bro. My body knows it's not my pick. I was just – no, I was just curious. It wasn't a play for me or anything. I was just wondering why it was so low. But, yeah, that makes sense. I, I think bottom line, I think the, the line is razor sharp. Uh, I would set it at Mavs minus three and a half. It's minus three and a half in a lot of spots, three and some. So, yeah. uh, pretty much a stay away from me. Razor, razor sharp line. We've seen a lot of these motherfuckers today. Um, all right. OKC and San Antonio today. We just talked about it. OKC second best team against the spread. I think they've covered like their last seven or so. Um, headed into San Antonio. And funny enough, I think we were using the Spurs as a context 
a couple days ago uh, when they were playing the Cavs. And I think I said something like, you know, I'd give the Spurs two, two and a half points um, uh, over this, over this Thunder team. And granted, uh, no, I think, I think Jakob Pertl was even playing, uh, honestly, in that, in that Cavs game. Um, but regardless, I, I think it's about the same. And it, even if you wanted to push that up to three, you're still getting six. I have seven minus one of five. I would buy the half point, get it to seven and a half minus one fifteen. I only bet fifty bucks a bet, so it's not like you know, one one hundred five to one fifteen is that big of a deal for me. Okay, if you're betting a thousand dollars, okay, it becomes a bigger deal. But uh, for me, it's three extra dollars. I'd rather buy that point. Um, I, we talked about it. I like the Thunder here today. I don't think there's that big of a difference between these two. Thunder have been good at home on the road. And I think the books are slightly catching up to them a little bit um, because I think, you know, very easily, maybe, you know, two weeks ago, you could have seen this line at eight uh, or eight and a half or so, you know. And, and so I think there's a little bit more respect being given them. But you go down the line, they are experts at losing close games. They lose by two to the maps. They lose by five to the Cavs. They lose by four to the Wizards. They lose by four to the Nuggets. Get blown out by Denver. Uh, or Minnesota, sorry, lose by eight to Minnesota on the road, um, lose by nine to the maps at home, uh, covered both those eight and nine point losses. And again, you just see it. They can be down 20. They just keep plugging away. There's no let up in this team. They play hard to the final whistle. All of them play hard. You have the shot creator and shot maker and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Everyone kind of plays off of him. Lou's been shooting it. Lou's like second behind staff in terms of games in a row made with a three i think he's hit like 60 something games in a row where he's made at least one three uh giddy's there wiggins basley's actually picking it up they have big they rotate in their big men depth with muscala jeremiah robinson Earl own favors it's just a solid team that's not going to win a ton of games but they don't lose they don't get blown out all that often now that being said it's been a while since they've gotten blown out so that does make me a little nervous spurs off of a loss um but I'm definitely taking a good, long, hard look at the at the Thunder plus seven and a half today. I love Thunder plus seven and a half. By far my favorite line. Like it's yeah. I don't think it's really close. I think uh, that's where I'm at. Which is a scary it's it's a scary thought to have when you're when you're looking at lines and something really, really stands out to you. It makes you think you're you might be missing something, but I would set the line at six and a half. I think you're getting a full point of value here on Oklahoma City, a full damn point. I would hit this at seven. I'd hit it at seven and a half. I think it should be at six and a half. Oklahoma City is just better than the, than they're getting credit for in this one. I know it's in San Antonio, but not really uh, a far distance for Oklahoma City to travel. It's pretty close to home. I, I just think they're going to be locked into this one. And, and like you said, they love losing their games by three to six points. That's what they're really good at. Very even, good good, even, even good teams that they can compete with and end up losing by seven, eight points. And then you have a San Antonio team that I don't think is like – miles ahead of this Oklahoma city team. Sure. I think they're a bit better and they play well at home and they're coming off a loss, but I'm taking Oklahoma city in this one. It's just too many points for me not to hit it, honestly. Yeah. And I think they cover this spread like close to 60% of the time, honestly. Yeah. On a night where, you know, we're going through these shits and it's, it's razor sharp, like razor sharp lines across the board. I think this is the one that stands out to me the most today too where again and then we just like dogs right like these two teams are playing to win you're getting seven and a half extra points uh, of cushion here today and, and le- like i think me and you would both say like 
if we if we fell asleep at four o'clock, woke up at ten, pulled up our box scores, and saw that Oklahoma City won this game, neither of us would be shocked. I was just about to say that it's a. I, I said it last time we'll go to Oklahoma City as well, um, and I think they ended up winning that game. Let me check. It, all these games happen, and sometimes like I think a game happened last last night, but it was no, two games ago. I, I yeah. think we talked about that with Brooklyn, and they did win that game. Yeah, and talked I talked about, about it even with the Mavs. Yeah, even with the Mavs, dude. Like I said, if they won this game, don't be surprised. They ended up losing by two, but they fight and they're in it at the very end. And you can't say they're in it to win it because I think they're in it to lose it at the, at the end sometimes. <laughs> but this is another game where it's probably going to be plus 240, 250 on the money line. Let me look at it. It's at 230 yeah. right now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting uh, 243. Yeah. If you can get – I think that's – 243 is pretty nice. I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game at all. So take the points for sure, plus seven and a half. I love that line by far, the favorite, my favorite line. But if you want to throw in some funky money line parlays and get some Oklahoma City money line um, just winning this game, I, I, I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, another game that, uh, that I actually am leaning pretty hard. These are probably my two hardest leans. Uh, I like the Jazz minus 13 here today and I, it's, I thought you i thought you were gonna take i thought 100 percent oh, you're taking Houston. i was like no fucking you? way bro and a couple reasons why i'll get to the right to the core of it um we've talked about it right when you have a bad team and they get an outlier good performance i like going against them the next game i'm not gonna blindly do that and then you have that then you have the jazz off of a loss embarrassed embarrassed this is not a loss this yeah, is not a loss really i'm telling you loss. This is an embarrassing loss that everyone talked about, and Gobert is going to be pissed. People were shitting on Gobert. Like, oh, here's Gobert again. He can't play at closing games in small lineups. Like, Utah is coming out in this game. I, I, that's why when, you, when I thought you were going to say Rockets, I was going to come back at you. I think <laughs> I'm on the Jazz, bro. This is a um, smash spot this, for Jazz. We talked about it yesterday. Yesterday was a smack city spot for the Warriors. Uh, off a loss, four out of the last five come in. Just prove it. Today's a prove it spot, I think. And you're getting the worst defense right now playing what to this point has been the best offense in the NBA and just in terms of net rating. Um, not not net rating, offensive rating. Uh, I know Donovan's out, but like in a game like this, Jordan Clarkson steps in. I'm not saying he is the player Donovan Mitchell is, but I don't really think you lose a beat. And, and you go last game, you look. First off, we talked about it embarrassing loss they were up like eight or nine with 10 minutes left to go in that game but you go look at the the box score and it stands out right donovan mitchell o of eight from three bogdan bogdanovich o of four from three one of nine from the field uh jordan clarkson two of 13 from the field o of six from three you're not getting that again you're just not getting that again and and those guys are very high variance like they'll like jordan clarkson especially he'll go out and go 12 for 14 from the field and then he'll have a game where he goes 0 for 14. You know what I mean? Like, that's what happens with some of these Jazz guys. It's how they play. Uh, right. But this game, I want to bet on the 12 for 16 from Jordan Clarkson today or him having a go- – even if he has an off game, there's guys behind him. Um, we should look at the Jordan Clarkson prop. We can get that. But I also like Joe Ingles' points, rebounds, and assists. I think that's very sneaky today. We'll have to see where it's at yeah. or if it's there. We'll get um, there. But I do like Utah today, and I think – they come in. Let, let's look at the Jazz here in the past six games, right? So let's start with, with that Raptors game on January 7th. They lost to the Raptors in Toronto. Then they go and they lose to the Pacers. And, and real quick, that Toronto game, 
They had nobody. I was on the Raptors that game. They had no, yeah. And they didn't have Gobert for some of these games too, but you still look at these. These are winnable games without Gobert either way. They lose to the Pacers in Indiana. They lose to the Pistons in Detroit. They get walloped by the Cavs at home. At home. Then they beat the Nuggets on the road, and then they get embarrassed by the Lakers on the road. They're going to come out here today. This is a great spot. It's a great spot to hit the Jazz. I love that you're with me on this. I I know 13 scary, but it's a smack it up spot. Yesterday, I wanted to just – I didn't have the balls, but I wanted to go Warriors first quarter, Warriors first half, Warriors full game. And that would have been a 3-0 sweep them up. I think you I, – I don't know that I'm going to have the balls to do it, but I think today you're going to see a similar thing. Jazz first quarter, Jazz first half, Jazz full game, sweep them up. And we've talked about this before, too. We love it with, with Quinn Snyder. The guys – the Jazz could be up 20. With five minutes left, Rudy Gobert is still in the game. Jordan Clarkson's still in the game. Mike Conley's still in the game. He doesn't make that, all right, yeah. scrubs come in substitution till two minutes left when that shit is fully decided. Um, yeah, and sometimes even le- – like sometimes he'll go to like 50 seconds and then he'll take a foul or call a timeout. Yeah. And I think he does it for a multitude of reasons. I think he lets his players get their stats. Uh, that's one of the reasons. Yep especially with Donovan Mitchell, but even with these, these guys, he lets them get there because he knows it's important for some of these guys with at the end of the year, you get a bonus or this or that. So he lets these guys play and he's known for it. Like it, watch this game. If they're up 20 points, maybe if it's like 40, sure. But like if it's 20 <laughs> or 30, he'll let these guys run. He'll let, in. They're he'll in. let Gobert go till the minute and 15 mark. Um, and I love that as a better, I which love is huge that as for this kind of spread. Exactly. Yep. And, and I've had plenty of games, too, where I have a dog against Utah in the past, and I'm hoping for that backdoor opportunity. I'm just waiting. And, and Quinn is is letting these guys go to one minute left in this game. So And, an- and another thing with Utah's rotations, real quick. Sorry to interrupt you. But the, oh, you're good. Like, when Steve Kerr runs Steph, he'll play him till like, the, almost the end of the first quarter, right? And then Steph doesn't come back in until five minutes or four minutes left in yeah. the rest of the half, right? So when they're blowing he- him out. He doesn't come back at all. He doesn't come back in, right? Yeah. He we don't get that from from Snyder. What he does is he runs Gobert yeah. six minutes, then Gobert comes out, he comes back in, runs three minutes to end the first, and then he plays the next three minutes of the next quarter. I think he's he, smarter. Exactly. So you get more of less of less of an overlap of bad players, and it's a lot. You're more confident in your bet and not having these guys come out at the end of games and getting. You know, when it's 13 and a half or whatever the line may be, you lose a tough one because of it. Yeah, uh, I'm absolutely with you. Uh, I liked it a lot going in, and I think I like it that much more. I'm probably locking this in when we get off. I just I just don't see too many scenarios today. And, and, and like, we haven't even talked about the Rockets, right? This has been all jazz-based, and, and I think you guys are following all that. You look at the Rockets in the month of January. They've lost by... Nine plus four, 14 at home against Denver, 20 on the road against Philly. They beat Washington, immediately backed that up with a 24-point loss at home against Dallas. Then a 18-point loss against Minnesota at home. Another 20-point loss at home against Philly. Then, oh, then you get the outlier game, beat San Antonio by four, back that up with a 12-point loss in Sacramento, and then they go beat Sac today. I just don't – I know they've had some time off. They get two days off. Cool. Uh, it's just a young team. And, and another thing with young teams is they fold a lot easier, you know. They get down 20 at half. It's 
I don't think you see this Rockets team rally. Let's fucking go! Like it's, I don't know, man. They I, don't I, beat. Good, they don't beat good teams. That's another thing with the Rockets. They do not beat good teams. They have not beaten a good team. I'm trying to look back. They have not beat. They beat the Nets on December eighth. That was their last good win. Outside of that, that the was when they were rolling. Yeah, the games they've won. That's when they won like the eighth straight or whatever. Yeah, they they beat the Pistons. Okay, great. They beat the. Let's see. Who else have they beat? They beat the Wizards. Spurs. Great. Spurs, they beat the Kings. Great. They're, they're not beating good teams. They're getting waxed by good yeah. teams because their defense is so bad. So this isn't a spot where you want to hit the Rockets. This isn't a good spot for the Rockets in the slightest. They get waxed by good teams. If they do win, it's against a middling Spurs team or, or a, you know, a Detroit team. They're not beating good teams. So I just think everything on both sides is pointing to Utah. I am exactly with you. Again, I know it's sketch, but you got yesterday. I looked at the first half of the Warriors and it was minus nine, and I was just like, "Fuck, that's just too high." First quarter was minus five. It's the, kind of the same shit here today, guys. Four and a half and eight and a half. Four and a half and eight and a half. I like it. I don't know that I have the balls to go to the trio, just line them all up, but I really do think majority of the time the Jazz are coming right out of the gates hot. They're up ten at the end of the first, fifteen to sixteen at the at half. And then hopefully that just carries into the second half. I know it's not comfortable, but I just think this is as prime of a smack city spot. And I don't think the Donovan injury really hurts them too much in a game like this. I like all the, honestly, I like all three. I like first quarter minus four and a half. I love even more first half minus eight and a half. I don't think in 24 minutes, the, the jazz, like I just don't see how the Rockets stay close. And I love minus 13 and a half, obviously too. Yeah. Um, all right, three more games, then we'll get to props loaded slate today. We got the Kings today, minus seven at home against the Pistons. I saw this open up last night before. Again, I look, I check Action Network. It has a consensus line. Um, I'm, I'm usually checking that, like, you know, 10 o'clock. My book didn't have a lineup, but it opened up at five and a half. I liked that. Now it's up to seven. I'm off of it. Again, you're going to be without Halibuti today. He's a big part of, of what this team does today. Um, and the Pistons, you know, they suck, but they play hard, and they have games where they compete, and they've now blown out in two straight games. I wouldn't be surprised if you told me, hey, oh, the Pistons hung in this one. Uh, trade rumors swirling on the on the Kings' side. I, I'm just staying away from this one. Two pretty poopy teams. One's a little bit more poopier than the other. Um, no interest in this. I like the Pistons in this one slightly. Uh, I think seven and a half is a lot, honestly. Um, I know they're not good, and I know they played yesterday against the Warriors and got pretty crushed, um, and they played, I think, a couple of days ago against the Suns and got destroyed as well. Um, so I think they'll be a little fired up and ready to go in this one. I know it's a lot of games in, in a couple of days, but uh, I think they're going to be ready to play in this one still. And, and you got a lot of young guys that don't have the wear and tear. No one's going to be resting in this one. Um, so I, th- I do think they come to compete today, and – I don't know the Pistons have been teams a team too that always seems at the end of games to just like close in on the spread. Have you noticed that? Like even yeah. yesterday against the Warriors, you're like, oh, this is locked up. Remember you know? when I had them minus like ten and a half against the Clippers and they were down like twenty the whole game and then yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they came and they slowly covered it and covered. Yeah. I think it was like twelve and a half and they lost by twelve or something wild like yeah. that. No, uh, within a half point for sure. So they, they keep – they always do this, but they also look so bad at times too. And the Kings are a team where they can actually look pretty decent at times. But without Halliburton, I mean, last game looked not great. Uh, last they lost game was to the, tough. 
They, yeah, they Aaron lost got ejected. No Halliburton, and then it just kind of went out the window. Yeah, it's TD playing a lot of minutes, and but yeah, the, the much better players are on the King side for sure. But I think I think Detroit uh, fights in this one. I slightly lean Detroit. I don't think it's a full lock it in play. I think it's too sketchy, but um, we'll see. I, I think you're going to get no Killian Hayes. And I hate to say this, but I do like that for, for Detroit. I like Corey Joseph out there, especially on defense for me. Um, yeah. And then I just like what he can do next to Kate Cunningham a little bit more. He's going to make open shots a lot more often than Killian Hayes. Um, just more experienced running the show. Uh, so I, I, I like Corey Joseph being in the starting role uh, today as well. Yep. Uh, I don't think I'm quite as confident just because I know the pin. Like I'm not confident. Pin- I, I'm not confident. Okay. It's just a lean. Regardless, I I don't even – I can't even lean them just because the Pistons are one of those teams where if you bet on them and you get the wrong version of them, they'll make you pull your hair out. 100%. They can lose by 50 like they did. How am I ever betting on this team, you know? But, you know, we had them against Dwayne Casey. We got that Dwayne Casey one. I'm just going to chill on the Pistons for a little bit. Um, All right, last two games, we got the Clippers and the Nuggets here. Eight and a half. And I know a lot of people will point to this and say, wow, that's a lot of points. But I think the big narrative that people will forget is Nuggets just blew, had one of the biggest collapses of the season against the Clippers um, a couple days ago, or not a couple days ago, but last week. Then now they got walloped at home uh, by the Jazz. So they've had now two days to sit on a loss and and kind of plot their revenge against a team that – Really, they should have beat. They were up 25 early in the third and just blew it, blew it, played as bad as you could in the last two quarters, and they blew it. And so I know they didn't have Barton that game. Now they have Barton back. It's just – it is a nice spot for the, the Nuggets, but the books have adjusted, you know, like the, it's eight and a half for that very reason. And so for me, I'm off this. On paper, it's too many points, but you factor in the narrative. I understand why it is where it is. Uh, I'm, I'm staying away. Do you have anything you like about this game? Batum also out. Yeah, Batum's out. COVID protocols. Uh, we got that a little bit earlier. I, I love these. I really like this Clippers team, but I think I just am kind of blinded by them. I just love the way they play with their younger guys. But like you said, I think Denver at home, I, I think Denver's sort of right now kind of gathering some momentum a little bit um, to make a little bit of run before the All-Star break. But Eight and a half is a lot of points to me. Uh, and even if you go to a neutral court and you say five and a half, it's a lot of points still. Um, I don't think the Clippers are five and a half points worse on a neutral court. Um, I, I think it's closer to four and a half, five. Uh, so it's definitely a Clippers lean for me again, but I'm not going to force it uh, on this big of a slate. I do lean Clippers here. Um, I... <laughs> It's hard for me to explain in like a basketball standpoint, but I just I like the way this Clippers team's this Clipper team plays, and I, I think they hang in here with Denver. They always hang tight with Denver. I love the skim like I just love Ty Lue and what he does. Like this is going to be a coaching duel right here, and I don't think it comes down to that many points. Yep, I, I'm with you. It's just the revenge thing. I think basketball wise, for sure, there's not especially on a, on the, on like a two thirteen total. You know, like eight yeah. and a half. To, it's a low total. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel you. I feel you. I'm just – I'm not going to force this one. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I get it. But I get you. Basketball-wise, Clippers, then you got the narrative. You got to factor in how much are you really going to give that. We'll see. We'll find out. It'll be f- cool to watch, see how it plays out. Um, 
because we have seen a Denver team, this Denver team have the ability uh, to blow teams out at home. You know, even like I'd say the Lakers and Clippers are kind of similar. I'd say the Lakers are even a little bit slightly better maybe than the Clippers. Um, and they just blew that Lakers team out, which had been sitting on a couple of losses. But speaking of the Lakers, we got them as the last game of the day. They are five point favorites at home against Indiana today. Um, I don't really know what to make of this because, like, again, you're getting locked in Braun and he's going to give you his best performance. And then it really just comes down to, hey, can certain role players step up? Last game, it, it was Stanley Johnson. Uh, Stanley Johnson kept. I watched that fourth quarter. I only I got home from my game and just watched that fourth quarter. And, oh, my God, Stanley Johnson was huge, right? But can you get that performance from him every single game? I don't know. Malik Monk's been great, but, you know, he's Malik Monk. He can go shoot 0 for 6 the next game in the, in the blink of an eye. Um, I think – I don't think this line's unfair at all. You know, like I, I do think you can make the argument that the Lakers are two points better. The Pacers team is kind of down in the dumps. Trade rumors swirling. Miles Turner goes down. Malcolm Brogdon's dealt with an Achilles for like the past month and a half. Um, Karis LeVert, Sabonis in, in trade rumors. And um, it's a team that, you know, just hasn't been living up to the talent that they have on the team lately. Like they don't, talent wise, these two teams are pretty damn similar, but the Pacers just aren't getting the best version of this team very often. Um, so for me, this is a really tough game to cap. I think I, I just stay away from this. I think if I had to make this line, I, I think you could argue that you have it at Lakers minus six. I think there's an argument to be had. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the Pacers have sucked a lot lately and you know, they're bound for a game where they turn it, turn it on. I will say they've been really good on the West coast. They lost this last game of the Clippers, but they were five and oh, at on West Coast games before that. I don't know if that's just weird luck or if there's something that actually factors into them playing better on the West Coast. But before that Clippers game, 5-0 and on the West Coast against the spread. Um, I don't know. There's just a couple compounding factors. I could see this game being really close. I could see the Lakers winning by 10. Uh, you you have a better read on the Lakers than I do, although you normally stay away. But interested to hear your take on this one. God, I hate, I hate there's no uh, Miles Turner today. Um, I, I hate there's no I think what I hate is there's no rim protection uh, for Indiana with LeBron LeBron yeah. when, when the Lakers struggle it's because there's someone down there protecting the rim and I think that's why they were so successful against the Jazz is it brought Rudy Gobert away from the rim so you had LeBron Stan, even Stanley Johnson Malik guys getting really easy buckets at the rim with no Miles Turner if Miles Turner was in this game the, the spread wouldn't be where it is but I would like it a lot more um so I, I think this is a pretty sharp line, and I'm going to stay away. Uh, Sabonis down there is – we could legitimately play LeBron at center the whole game and not have, have to worry at all about Sabonis. Just bring help when he gets it in the post. So for me, it's a stay away. I, I don't like betting with the Lakers. I don't like really betting against the Lakers in this scenario with no Miles Turner. So uh, just a complete stay away. I think the, the line is pretty sharp at five and a half, honestly. Yep, I'm exactly with you. All right. All right. Now it is time for for our props. And as we have a 13-game slate, we have uh, quite a few that I think are worth taking a look at today. I guess I'll say before we jump in, I know I mentioned Joel Embiid earlier, but I think our favorite props to target are the ones where it's a younger guy, little less known, who's taking on a larger role 
that the books aren't quite adjusting to rather than a, you know, a Coos over 33 and a half or a mm-hmm. Joel over, like, I still like Joel over 20, 28 and a half for sure. But when it's such a large number, even if they've hit it eight of their last nine, it's just like one little thing, foul trouble, injury. It's just so hard when you get these really large numbers. So we're looking to find the Amir coffees, um, you know, the AO Don Sumus that we'll get to, um, today the little the lower key players that you could see having a larger role than one would think coming in today um i'll lead with one that i want to get your opinion on because i don't think uh i think it'll fly under the radar and and for me it's today it's over 23 and a half points rebounds and assists for bob williams um we talked about it in the charlotte breakdown charlotte really really bad at, at guarding big men great rim roller uh, great offensive rebounder on the boards. Uh, he's hit that in four out of his last five. Sat last game, so the legs should be fresh. Um, he hit that easily last time he played Charlotte as well. I just think that's a low-ish number given the matchup with Charlotte and Bob Williams' ability. I, I think you could easily see a 14 and 12 with four assists today. Uh, What's it at? What's the prop at? Uh, points, rebounds, and assists is at 23 and a half. Okay. I like that. I'm, lo- I'm just looking through his last couple of games. With, with Robert Williams, it's the minutes, too. And I'm like 34. This is since, you know, December 22nd. 34, 38, 22, 28, 35, 32, 34, 33, 41, 22, 31, 34. The guy is playing over 30 minutes. And when he plays over 30 minutes, he produces – a good majority of the time, 14 and 13 with six assists. That's another thing with him. He's a great passer, sneakily. Um, so the And the assists are free, right, on this pop because this is mostly a rebounds and points prop, and then any assists you get is like an extra. I would assume he gets there just with the points and rebounds, uh, and if you get assists, too great. But I, I do like that. That's a good little find there at, at, at 22 and a half because the thing with, Rob, with Bob Williams is he's if he's getting, getting the minutes and staying out of foul trouble, he should hit a double-double. Like, like that around 70% of the time. Yeah. And that's the one thing though, you know, foul trouble, but it's Mason Plumley, and I'm sure he's going to come help on, on guards driving like Terry and LaMelo might pick up a couple here and there, but if he stays out of foul trouble, he has fresh legs. He sat that game uh, against new Orleans. He should be ready to go today. He's at three, four days off now. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I think he hits this the vast majority of the time, but I don't know or anything. There's no longer the scare of, 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 um, of Al Horford closing at center over him. They're not going there anymore. They were kind of middle of the seat, middle of the, of the first half of the year, a little bit earlier in just to manage his minutes. He was playing like low twenties for a good stretch. That's completely gone now. So you don't have to worry about that um, with Rob Williams. <clears throat> so I do like that prop. I think that's a good little find. And um yeah, I think 22 and a half is a bit, a bit low. I think it should be closer to like 24. Yep. I think that would be a, a more That's accurate. Why I do have, I think it's 23 and a half, but. It's 23 and a half? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it a little bit less, but I still think there's a half, you know, a half of, I don't even know what you call that. You don't call it a point, but half of whatever value, maybe yeah. even a full. Like, I think the majority of the time he hits 24 and a half, 25. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling, bro. What else you got? Um, so here's the thing with AO, and we can just jump right into him, is if Caruso is back, there's two things for me. I don't think AO loses his minutes 
right? I don't think the minutes are just gone because they'll play a three-guard lineup with DeRozan at the four. It's going to be a little odd with Evan Mobley down there, like, it, but I don't think it matters because there's no one else for Chicago to throw. They're not going to throw Tony Bradley out there at the four. Like, I don't know who else they play. They have really small dudes. So I think either way, AO's minutes are going to be there. What's the prop out with him? That's the sad thing. Uh, I, I don't have AO props as of this moment. I think there's a chance it gets up later, but like that was me yesterday. I wanted to jump on Kuminga props because uh, I knew he was going to start. I knew they're trying to bump him and integrate him more in. And it's a similar thing. Sometimes with these lower tier players, they just don't put props out for them. And, and they have in the past, but as of right now, I have no AO props. Yeah, that's odd. Um, I think it's because the books got absolutely crunched on. I was seeing some uh, betting Twitter. Someone like, I saw a whole group of some guys' followers hit AO 10 rebounds over t- or over 10 rebounds at or over nine and a half rebounds. Or no, it was double double. It was a double double for AO at plus 3,300. People were smashing it and it got absolutely crushed. It probably crushed the books a little bit, but 3,300 plus 3,300 AO to sumo double double. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Beautiful. What a hit that was. I yeah. know. Um, and then. I think the the it was at 17 and a half or 18 points, rebounds, and assists. So I, I – but it's weird because a guy like Coffee, they just keep jamming out the same shitty number over and yeah, over again. Yeah, well, like, at least with Coffee, it's like he starts and has started for like the past month. I think that's all it is. I, yeah. I still think there's a shot that AO lines come out closer to lock. But Yeah, for- and, and here's the thing. If Caruso is ruled in and that affects it where it goes down too much, like it gets to like 16 and a half or something, I do still like hitting it. Um, I would still, I would probably still hit it at, at close to like 18, 17 and a half to 18 and a half is I think where it would probably have to be for me to hit it. Um, <clears throat> if Caruso's ruled in, if Caruso's ruled out somehow, yeah, I, I would smash it. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. Let's get to, uh, let's just get to our, our guy that we know. Um, we got Amir coffee again today and I will say, Sarge. I love Amir Coffee. He's been giving us our free coffee every day. I will say the spot kind of scares me. I know there's no Batum, so the minutes should be fine. But we talked about it in the spread. I know you like the Clippers a little bit today, lean them. I just I, – I am scared of the road revenge spot. And if this thing gets ugly early, you know, there's actually still a chance Amir stays in. But I'm, I'm just scared now. But I will say that the points, rebounds, assists is down. Like, it was – or wait, is it even down? I I don't remember if it was 18 and a half or 19 and a half, but it's 18, it was 18 and, a half. and a half. Okay. It's the same exact thing. 18 and a half points today are Dude, 11 and a half. Hit it. I, I'm sorry. You have to hit it. I, I, and I, I'm not even kidding. It's not like a joke. You have to hit that at 18 and a half. I'm not kidding. You have to hit that. That's know, insane value. And I, I know you're scared of the blowout. Even if it's a blowout, I'm telling you right now, and he plays 26, 27, 28 minutes. I don't know. Like he'd have to shoot atrociously not to hit that, especially now with no Batum. Yeah. I, that's too good a value. You can't tell me, like, as a capper, you're not – like, that line is way off. Yeah. If it continues to be there, I don't – if the spread is – if they're a 13-and-a-half-point dog, I don't care. I'm still hitting it. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you, bro. I do. The, the one thing that scares me is just that New Orleans game, right? So we have the 
we've seen that that scenario show up. They get blown out, plays 25 minutes, doesn't get there. Random minutes. That, that was the random minutes limit game, too, where they said, minutes, you know, I don't care. I, that's one outlier, and I do not care. I am the majority of the time, the vast majority of the time, you are hitting this prop. Like, it's going to hit. Yeah. I'm telling you, 65-plus percent of the time, this prop is hitting. Even if we lose it today, it's still the right play. Now, do you like the points, rebounds, assists, or points are the same? Do you play in both? Are points 11 and a half? Yeah. I like both again, dude. I'm so, like, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up, and I know we, we keep talking about it, but I think it's important to keep referencing it because it, it is off. Like, yeah. So, in his last, let's just look at, let's no, look at I, the minutes. I just looked. It's, it, it's nice. It's, Let's just look at the last five games, okay? 33, 43, 25 in the random minutes limit, 32, 35 minutes, okay? Yep. And then we go to just points. He's hitting the points, rebounds, assist prop with only his points in four out of the last five, basically. Yeah. Like 21 real points, 18 real points, five against the Pelicans, 20, 16. Assists, three, seven, five, one, seven. Rebounds, five or more in every single one outside of the last one. I... It's free. It's not free money, but it's like the value is too good for you not to hit that. It. <clears throat> I'm with you. I'm on it. I'm on it today, bro. It's just the 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 underdog spot today. It scares me. I've seen teams in Denver get waxed by thirty, um, and they're gonna want their revenge here today. But I agree. It's just too low. It's too low, even given the spot. What I think you put this at 21 and a half uh, points, rebounds, and assists, and I think you put his points at at very worst 12 and a half. You know. Yeah, that's what I was. I was going to say the points where I wouldn't hit it would have to be like 13. That's what like I'm saying. Like if the points were at 13, I'd be a little scared, and if the points, rebounds, and assists were at like 22, 22 and a half, I'd be really scared to hit that too. But we're talking about 18 and a half. Like you get four points of leeway or four stats of leeway. Give me like. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's too good. Like the value is way too high on it, man. Like yeah. we can just sound like a broken record over and over, but we're making you money. Like it's yeah. just that simple. No, I, I'm with you. We're going to be back on that. I'm just deciding today whether I just want to take it and, and go like give myself some leeway as well. Where like, all right, we do get the outlier again. I'll just take one of them points, rebounds and assists. Uh, Cause like you said, he's hit the point. It, it's rare. If he hits the points, He's probably going to hit the points, rebounds, assists. You know, like there's very hey, let's 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 talk through a scenario where he doesn't get there, right? How how does he not get there? He I scores. The, the he one, shoots one. He shoots three for eleven, right from the field. Maybe I could see that yeah. happening. So he scores six, seven, eight points, nine points, and then he only has three rebounds and then like four assists. Yeah, I, or you go like let's say he scores seven points, gets five rebounds and three assists. Four, three, four assists. He's not getting there. But again, that just comes the, the, that's the thing too. That happens like twenty percent of the time. That that happens. Like, no, I, I know. And then and then no Batum in there makes it you know even a little bit tastier. But uh, I, I get it, man. I I mean I get what you're saying with the eight and a half point spread, but I'm on the side of of the Clippers on this spread, and I just. I don't know where he's going to – okay, let's say Luke, Luke Kennard is questionable playing this game. If Luke Kennard is ruled in, maybe maybe that's something you want to take a, a, a back. Like you want to say, okay, I'm going to 
not bet it today. I want to see that first. Yeah, I get that. Even if Luke Kennard is in, it makes me like it a little bit less. I'd move it down to maybe 19 and a half, 20 and a half, like at lowest for his points, rebounds, and assists still. So I still think you're getting value if Luke Kennard plays, but not as much value as you would. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, bro. We'll, we'll hop on. I think I'm going to just hop on points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, okay. So we got that. A um, couple others that we can take a look at. Uh, again, sucks that there's no Don Sumo props. I do, I do like going back to Anthony Simons. Last game, it was at 20 and a half. Hometown game, he'd been smashing that. They're still in Florida. He's from Orlando, so it's a little different, but I'm sure there'll still be people there in Miami. They moved it down to 18 and a half, so I, I do like it down at 18 and a half. I don't know that I'm going to play it, but I think it's worth a look if you're hungry for props. Um, if you want to even get some alternate, you know, over 25 and a half, because if Anthony Simons is going, he can get cooking quickly. So you can get like plus 200, 25 and a half um, or something around there. Uh, anything else come stand out to you, bro? Let me take a look. Honestly, like that coffee prop just gets me so fired up. No, I know, bro. It gets it just. It fi- oh, what about Corey Joseph today? Um, let's pull it up. Let me it see. might not be up, but that could be interesting. Yeah, played in sack for a while. I mean, he's played for like 12 different teams, but uh, did play in sack recently, knows a lot of those guys. Let me see. I'd be pretty surprised if there was something up, honestly. Yeah, we got Cade, Homie, Stu, and Bay. Yeah, see, it, it's because the the minutes with, with Corey Joseph also, also could be up, but a lot of times he does divert to – uh, Kate Cunningham. So if it was like, I don't know, 16, 15 and a half ish points, rebounds and assists, I'd be a little scared, but uh, there's no line. So it doesn't matter. Uh, I will say um, off a loss, off an ejection with no, uh, with no Halliburton uh, Fox 32 and a half seems like something I'd hit um, again. I, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but you've got to think that Fox's usage picks up a lot more without Halliburton. Uh, got ejected last game. They lost last game. They're at home. Seems like a pretty good spot for, for De'Aaron. Again, it's it's sketch when you're getting these high numbers, like 32 and a half. But the offense should absolutely run through De'Aaron Fox today. And you've seen it. When they share the court, sometimes it's it's Fox, but quite often it's, it's Halliburton handling the ball when they are both on the court. Now you don't have to worry about that. The minutes you never have to worry about, again, if he gets ejected, sure. But uh, Fox should play at minimum 35 minutes tonight, especially if it's a close game. Um, I know it's a seven point spread, but like you said, Pistons could easily hang in there today. They're coming off two blowout losses. Um, I think that's another prop. Again, it's high, so it's a little sketchy, but over 32 and a half points, rebounds and assists. I, I think he's in store for a line like 25, six and six. That puts you at 37. Um, you know, I know that's a, that's a large line, but No Halliburton, it just really affects the way this offense is going to be run. And you really don't have any other guards. Like, you're going through – you have Terrence Davis, cool. He's not a guy that's going to set or run the offense. Um, Like, like really, who are the other guards uh, without Halliburton? I I don't know. I actually don't know either. I was trying to think. I'm I'm trying trying to think. think. I'm going to go to the last game and see if there are any other guards that played, like, actual, you know, creation guards. I think it's just Davis, honestly. Um, it's Davion Mitchell, but like, oh, Davion, I completely forgot. Oh, I'm trying to think outside of him. There's no one. No, it's no one. Fox maybe Davion, maybe Davion Mitchell props. We like. I got no props for him. Yeah, see, that's the brutal part: is the books aren't going to have these guys that aren't playing. Yeah, 
on a normal basis. But but Davion would be if you, if you're on like DraftKings. DraftKings will have props for anyone. So Davion Mitchell is a, is a good look. Davion had 16, 7, and 4 last game. Um, Again, a lot of that, De'Aaron got kicked out. Yes, um, correct. But but regardless, in those minutes he produced. And the mm-hmm. tough thing, too, with rookies is, like, you just never know, right? Some nights it's beautiful. Some nights it's just disgusting. Um, I don't like hitting rookies unless they're low lines. But you're probably getting a lowish line with Davion today, for sure. Yep. Um, Let me – I'm going to look try, – maybe try to find one more here. No, because there's sure. so many damn games. Uh, are Onyeka props up? That could be another really interesting one. Yep, I like that call. Let me pull them up. I, and I think Onyeka is someone that would be up by the book. So let me pull that up. And if not now, later. Um, yeah, we got Onyeka. What would his points, rebounds, and assists have to be for you to hit it? Let me look at something before I give you a number. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because I want to make because he had a big big game last game. Um, he had twelve, so he played thirty five minutes, which is huge for him because that dude does not usually play that many minutes, uh, especially off his injury. He had he was in a bit of foul trouble. That's another scary thing for him. But he had twelve, three, and seven. Um, I think I'd hit it at, at. I think the line would be around twenty. Is my guess. For points, rebounds, and assists, I bet you it's like 20 and a half. What so is it? One and a half, and it's juiced up to minus 120. Then you yeah. factor in the cap matchup. Uh, no, do not hit that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to hit that. Onyeka could pick up two fouls in 10 seconds against Carl Anthony Towns. I know he yep. plays a lot of outside, but it's one pump fake. Onyeka bites a little bit. He's by him a little bit, runs into him, bump at the line. I, I just – the books have that one covered. In my yeah, that's mind. a great – that's a really good line, honestly. Um, I mean, we're only finding value in coffee again, man. Yeah. For me, like, I do – I definitely lean um, Joel overs. I lean Bob Williams overs. I lean um, – there's one more lean I had. De'Aaron um, – but for me, the only thing that's like, all right, no doubt, you know, you're getting some value here today is Amir Coffee. Gosh darn it, dude. We're just going to, people are going to be like, we're just going to become the Amir Coffee guys, dude. <laughs> we already are, dude. I don't even think we're going to become. I think we really already are at that point. I'm going to go ahead and lock that in. Dude, the, I, I know you don't want to hit the points, and I, I guess I understand that, but. Uh, not that I don't want to hit the points. It's just like, let's say he hits the points, right, and is at 12. He needs a combined seven rebounds and assists. Or, and that's just if he goes one point over, right? And, like, I, I just don't see too many scenarios where he hits the over in points and doesn't hit the over in points, rebounds, and assists. Now, yeah, the other way, true. if he hits points, rebounds, and assists, he's hitting the points, you know? So, you, you like, or shit, did I even say that right? Like, I, I just think there's not that many scenarios where he hits the points and doesn't hit the points, rebounds, and assists. At the same time, though, like, he probably, if he hits points, rebounds, and assists, he's probably hitting points as well. But let's say he gets 11.7 rebounds, four assists. You know, you're not cashing the points. So I know that's a, right. a weird scenario, but I'd rather take points, rebounds, and assists. And I think because it's such a large slate, I'm not going to put two on this one. But 
there's nothing wrong at all with the points. There's just nothing. Yeah. I, I still love both of them, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, and who knows? I might find myself on that shit later. But for me, guys, we're still combing through this huge, huge card. For me, on the spread side of things, um, I really, I really do think the Nets get it done today. I don't know that I'm playing it. It should be a really good game. Uh, Wizards proved last game that when they're locked in, they can hang with with really good teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards won, but I do think the Nets do win that the majority of the time. Um, and then we're back to the Thunder, second best team against the spread, catching seven, seven and a half. And then I really, I really like the Jazz today. Even I know it's a really big number. Um, and it always sucks when you have a team up 20 that gives it up late. But I don't think the Jazz are, are a team that's really prone to doing that. And, and you're getting them off five losses in their last six, an embarrassing loss to the Lakers. Um, and it just should be feast time for them at the crib today, regardless of, of whether or not uh, Donovan suits up. So for me, the two spreads that, that make the most sense, uh, showing the most value, I think Jazz, I think they win that by 20. And Thunder plus seven and a half, I think that closes, you know, five, six point game. Um, maybe Nets, but I'm, I'm sort of starting to get scared off of it. And I honestly don't think the Blazers are the, the worst bet either at nine and a half today. What about you, bro? Blazers for me, no, no. I hate I, – I, I just can't bet with them. I, I, you have been – this is another thing I will admit. You have been way better with Blazers reads than I have this year by far. I just can't seem to figure have them out. I though? Like, I don't know that I've even like. You, I don't know. You were on. You were on their home stretch, like earlier in the year when they were really good at home. You were like, I would say, okay, I kind of like this team. The Blazers' defense have been awful. You're like, no, Blazers are at home. They're really good at home. I, don't I didn't have the balls to bet them though. You know. No, I know, but you've been like good enough to be like, no, that's just a stay away. Like, just stay yeah. away from that. Um, so I just haven't had a good read on the Blazers all year. They just they screw me. Um, yeah, that's but, right. Outside of that, I think we agreed on, on a lot of things, uh, and I'm pretty on the same. There's just so many damn games. Um, I do like Detroit, though. I know you don't like that one. I like Detroit plus seven and a half. Uh, I do like Clippers plus eight and a half on Contrary you. We love, love, love Oklahoma City. Uh, love Utah. And that's probably about it for me. Um, and I love the Amir Coffee prop. Like, I will – if I had $1 million, I'd put it on the Amir Coffee prop. <laughs> yeah, you do. You'd feel pretty good. And then, yeah, props in general, just, you know, for me, I'm realizing you really just got to love them because there's so much variance game to game. So much variance, yeah. With a team, you've got a whole team. With a person, you've got one person. And if they don't have it that day, you're shit out of luck, regardless of the minutes or the usage. One player can foul out. One one player can foul out. One player can get hurt. One player can do this. A whole team can't foul out. A whole team can't. You know what I mean? Like, a whole team can't get ejected. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's tough. But I hope this helped. I know it was a long podcast, but we had 13 games to cover. I hope this helped you uh, as you're just, you know, going throughout your day, figuring out what you want to put your money on. Good luck with whatever you bet. We got three games tomorrow, but uh, we should still be back ready to rock. We Again, limited days left of Sarji here, so I got to make the most of them. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. Good luck with everything. Um, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace.